there. Today we're in, uh, continuing the mission trip series, and, and so the, this series is all about the fact that sometimes we go away on mission trips and we experience something really cool, maybe we get out of our comfort zone, but this series is really about the fact that we are called to live on mission all the time. That mission trips aren't, aren't, aren't things that we're called to do just like once or once a year or every other year or every decade. We are called to live for Christ, to be on mission every single day. And so that's what, I want you to let, that last song perfectly placed us today just to say, here I am, Lord, you can have it all. That, let's make that our prayer. I, if you will just listen to God's word, listen, I don't want you to hear my word, I don't want you to hear my thoughts, I want you to hear God's word. And I want you to hear God speak to you today. And so we're going to read Romans chapter 10, um, verse 13 to 15. But before I do that, I just want to say uh, that having Dr. Larry Garman last week was just a real blessing. Did you guys enjoy hearing from Dr. Larry Garman? If you missed it last week, you should go check it out online. It's available for you. It was just incredible to have him here. And I had the opportunity to have Larry at my house all week long, which was really cool. How many of you have heroes, uh, like spiritual heroes? Okay, three of you, good. That's, woo, feeling good. Spirit, light the flame. <laughs> who are your spiritual heroes? Come on, who are your heroes? Anyone? Go ahead, just yell it out. Billy Graham, I thought I, had, I actually have him down here. I thought some people might say Billy Graham. Billy Graham is a hero of the faith. I mean, he preached the gospel so well for so many years. Who else? Parents, Barbara. Albert Schweitzer, not Barbara. That was the wrong name there. Albert Schweitzer. <laughs> or Barbara. I'm sure Barbara Schweitzer's great too. Who else? Who are your heroes? Chuck Swindoll. Yeah. You know who one of my heroes is? Dr. Larry Garman. And, and here, let me tell you why he's my hero. Um, it's not because he's the greatest speaker in the world, although he is a fantastic speaker. And listen, he spoke for 45 minutes in first service and 51 minutes last week, maybe longer than that, and you guys were still awake. That tells me he's a pretty good speaker, right? He's a great speaker. That's not why he is my hero. It's not because he's the coolest guy in the world, although I would make a case that he's pretty close to the coolest guy in the world. He spent 45 years in the jungle. I mean, his stories are incredible. I want to tell you this week, um, in his um, 80s, he was throwing a football with my kids this week out in the yard. He went to Tennessee this week, and he was kayaking. Like, that's a really cool guy, but that's not why he's my hero. You know why he's my hero? Because he said, you can have it all, Lord. He said, I will go wherever you lead, Lord. And he was obedient and even uprooted and moved to the jungles of Peru for 45 years. I can't even imagine that. He's my hero because he committed everything. And that's what I want. I hope that's what we want. I want the Spirit to light a flame today, and I want us to have the prayer, Lord, whatever it is you want, you can have it all. I will be obedient. I will go. Say go. This is, a, this is a word today. Go. Say it again. Go. Just get used to it. Go. I will go wherever you lead. That's my prayer today. Uh, stand with me. We're going to read Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 15. This is a uh, passage you may have heard before, pretty common missions pas passage. And it says this. We're going to start in verse 13. It says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then 
Can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Say go with me one more time before you sit down. All right, have a seat. That's good. Go ahead. Go and sit down. Romans 10, simple passage. Listen, usually I take a lot of time and we go through the passage. Today we're not really going to go through this passage because I think it's fairly simple. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is great news for us. That means anybody in your life, family, friends, coworkers, even the people that you think are the furthest from Christ, if they were to call on God and say, God, forgive me of my sins, I want you to be my savior, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There is hope today for our world. There's hope. You know that, right? Do you ever get sick of kind of feeling like there's hopelessness in the world around us? There is hope today because we have a Savior, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But here's the question. How are they going to call on Him if they don't believe? And how are they going to believe if they don't hear? And how are they going to hear if nobody tells them? And how are people going to tell them if they don't? There we go. We got some sharp people here today. Way to go. Or they were in first service. If they don't go. Listen, I'm just going to, I want to say this. I may say some things that maybe you might find mildly, um, you know, I don't want to say offensive, but But maybe I might say some things today that you may say, hey, hold on just a minute. I want want you to know that that my goal today is just to preach God's word. And I believe that God wants us to go. And I think far too often, I'll go ahead, let's get it started right now. I think far too often, we in the church are pretty good at staying. We're pretty good at being comfortable. We're not nearly good enough at going and preaching the gospel. So, so Lord, help me, help me to be willing and obedient to go. The context, this passage, we often hear it, and, and what's the first thing you think when you hear this, this passage? How are they going to know unless somebody tells them? How are they going to believe if they don't know? I think we often think of this passage as a passage that's talking about people in the remote corners of the world, the jungles of Peru, uh, you know, people that have never even heard the name Jesus. That's kind of how I've always viewed this passage. I want to throw a stat out to you. you. According to the Joshua Project, over 42% of the world's population does not know about Jesus. Does that shock anyone? I mean, we've got cell phones, we've got you, you, can, you can go to the jungles of Peru today and you could watch NFL football. Like, that's the truth. You, uh, Larry told us this week, there are cell towers everywhere, and you can get a cell signal now in the deepest parts of the jungle. Is that not incredible? But there is still 42%, over 42% of the population of the world does not know about Jesus. There are people that need to hear. But I want to take that a little bit further. Because I'll be honest with you, over 50% of the people that live in this community... Over 50% of the people that live in this state, in this country, they may have heard about Jesus, but they do not know Jesus. They do not know the true gospel. 
And so we are called to what? Go. Here we go, guys. We're getting it. We're doing good. So three questions. Um, We just answered one of them. Are we called to go? And, And I want you to make this really personal. Is God calling you to go? The second question is this. Where is God calling you to go? And the third question is how? How do we go? I mean, obviously, the church has known for a long time that we need to preach the gospel. The church knows that we need to share our faith, but for some reason, there seems to be a disconnect. And I'll share what what God's kind of been speaking to me about this week and what I think God's Word is speaking to us about. But the first question is, are we called to go? Listen to me. Every follower of Christ is called to be a part of the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. That doesn't mean that every follower of Christ is called to go to the jungles of Peru and spend 45 years preaching to the Agaruna Indians. It doesn't mean that every follower of Christ is called to go to Africa. But every single follower of Christ is called to go and preach the gospel. There is no follower of Christ that is meant to just sit around and be comfortable. That's not how this works. If you believe in Christ, if he is your Lord and Savior, you are to go, to be sent on a mission. Every single one of us is called to go, all right. Uh, So so Paul is making this case in in Romans chapter 10. We're going to get the context of it, though. And then we're really going to jump into chapter 9 a little bit. But but here's what I I want you to hear. In Romans, Paul has laid out um, the gospel for us. Paul lays out the gospel. Before he comes to this place in chapter 10 where he says we need to preach the gospel, he lays it out. And that's this, that there is no other way to salvation than through full dependence and surrender on Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. There is no other way to salvation and eternal life than through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do we believe that, church? Do we believe that there's no other way? Because there are a lot of people around us who don't believe that. And sometimes I think we're too afraid to proclaim the truth, the gospel, that there is only one way that you can be saved and have life to the fullest in eternal life. And that's through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. It's the only way. That's the gospel. Paul's laid it out in the first part of Romans. All, he says, all have sinned, say all, All have sinned, that means you, that means me, that means every person around the world, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but all are offered eternal life and salvation through Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. That's what we're called to preach. And everyone, chapter 10, verse uh, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Are we called to go? Yes, you are called to preach the gospel. Romans chapter 9, verse 1 through 2, Paul says, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. He says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. 
For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race, the people of Israel. So, so Paul has laid out the gospel. There's no other way than through Jesus Christ. And in chapter 9, he says, I am burdened. I am in sorrow. I am in anguish. I would give up my own life. I would be cut off for the sake of others coming to know Jesus. My own people, he says. So let's just start there. We often view chapter 10, verses 13 through 15, as a call for people to go and preach the gospel, but we view that as preaching to the ends of the earth and the remote places. So one of the temptations for us is to think that maybe I'm not called to that. My mom and dad wanted to be missionaries, global missionaries. My mom always would say, I want to be a global missionary, but God hasn't called me to that. God has called me right here, this place, as a missionary. Just because you don't go to Peru, just because you don't go to Africa, just because you don't go to Asia, does not mean that you are not called to be a missionary. God is calling you right where you are. His plan is for each and every believer to follow him and to preach the gospel. And so verses three and four, Paul says, he's not talking about the remote places necessarily. He's not just talking about those places that they've never heard the name of Jesus. Paul says, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of who? My own people, those of my race, the people of Israel. We're not talking about, we're not talking about people that are secluded off in a jungle. We're talking about the people of God. Paul says, they've lost their way and I'm in sorrow and anguish. I would give up everything for them to know the true gospel and to be saved. Paul is talking about all people who are lost, not just the remote people. This is this is good news for us today because God, just because God hasn't called you to Peru doesn't mean God is not calling you to go and be a missionary. There's a mission field all around us. Chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, he says, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? My, my prayer for the people of God, the Israelites, is that they may be saved. For I can testify that about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not, based, is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may, may be righteousness for everyone who believes. So this is what he's saying. The people of God, the chosen people of God, have lost their way and they've made their, their gospel all about themselves. This is real time today, this world we live in, Westchester, Liberty Township, Mason, and beyond. This is where people are today. There is a false gospel out there. And I'm not just talking about like in churches. I'm talking about all around. If you watch TV, there is the thought that if I live the right way, if I'm good to people, then I'm okay. There are a lot of people in our world who claim to be religious, 
or spiritual, but they're believing a false gospel because there's only one Savior, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul is He's in anguish. He's struggling because the people of God have lost their way. And we live in a culture, in a, in a community, in a world that has lost the way. Even though you can get the Bible right there on your phone. Even though you can get messages from just about any preacher you want right there on your phone. People all over our, uh, the world are lost and broken because they've believed and a false gospel. Listen, there are people all around us that need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Do, do you believe that? There are people all around us. And here, here's, uh, here's offensive thing number two. I think sometimes in the church we're better at going to the ends of the earth than we are to ministering to the people in our own community. I think we're better at sending missionaries to the jungles of Peru than we are to being missionaries in Westchester, Ohio. And that troubles me. Spirit, light the flame again. Don't let your church be comfortable, but call us to go. Because there's people right outside the doors of this church that are broken and hurting and they're believing a false gospel and that gospel will lead them to death and pain and misery and we have the answer. We've got to go. So are you called? Yes or no? Yes. Good job. All right. Way to go. I'm, we're making progress. The next question is, who are you called to go to? Listen, it may be very possible that God may be calling people overseas to jungles, to Africa, to China, to wherever. It may be possible that God today would call someone to go across the globe and do missions work. But I want you to know today that God wants to call each and every one of us to go to others. Where is God calling you to go? I can't answer that question for you. I wish I could, but I can't. But God is calling you to go, and where God is calling you to go is to others. So yes, you are called. Who are you called to? The lost. People that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You are called to be a missionary. You are called to live the mission trip. We, we, sometimes we make the mistake of going on a mission trip. I go and I share my faith and then I come back and I live my life. No, we are called to be missionaries every single day at work, at school, at home, in the neighborhood. We are called to be missionaries. So, so there's a mission field right around us. Before that, in chapter 9, um, Paul says that he has great sorrow and unceasing anguish that there are lost people all around him. He says, I would give up my life for those people. So here, here's my question for the church today. If we know we are called, you guys kind of answered, yes, we know we are called. If we know we are called, if we are called to others, to, what's the word? 
go, if we are called to go to others, how do we do it? What's the disconnect? You guys know this, but can we just be realistic and say that if, if we look around this church next week and the week after, we're going to probably see a lot of the same people? And, and I don't, listen, I don't mean to be mean, but like churches all across America are, are not growing with new people coming to know Jesus. They're shrinking because we're not going to reach people. And so the question is, if we know that we're called, and if we know we're called to go to others, is it just that God isn't saving these days? Is it that God's taking a break? No. We have to go and preach the gospel. Paul says he's in sorrow and anguish. Can, can you, you just, let's, this is, I don't want you to answer this out loud. Do you feel sorrow and anguish for people that are lost? People that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Do you feel that? Like Paul says, I'm hurting inside so much so that I would give my life so that my people could come to know Jesus. Is that where the church is today? Or are we just content to come sing songs and hear messages and feel good about ourselves? I don't, I don't want you to hear me. I, I'm not trying to bring conviction, but I do strongly believe that we've lost our passion for preaching the gospel in the church, and it's time to get it back. Spirit, light, the flame. Don't let us walk out of here content with another worship service. Send us out of here to go and proclaim the gospel because our neighbors and our coworkers and our family members are missing it. You are a missionary called to go. I'm not sure we still have that passion. And so I'm asking myself, uh, why is that? And, and here's my question. I'll, I'll bet you do have a passion for people to know Jesus. I, I know I've heard it from some of you. And, and you know what I often hear? Who, who is it that we have a passion to see come to know Jesus? It's our family, it's our kids, it's our closest friends. You think that's because those people are like better than everyone else? No, it's because we know them and we love them. And if you know and you love someone, you want them to have life everlasting. You want them to have salvation. You can't handle the thought of them dying and not knowing Christ as their Savior and spending an eternity in, bad word in the church, hell. If you know and you love people and you believe that there is one true Lord and Savior, you're going to feel that anguish and that sorrow when they're not following Christ. Yesterday was uh, Linda Romer's uh, memorial service. What a wonderful woman that we're going to miss a whole lot in the church. And my job um, for that service, I had to be somewhere else so I couldn't be here for the full service. Um, but my job in that service was to write her eulogy. And so the family gave me like a three-page Excel spreadsheet of everything that had happened through her life. And can I be honest with you? Like, I sat crying Friday night, reading her story, seeing what she had been through, 
And I, I already knew and loved Linda. She was awesome. But as I read that story, I want to be honest with you, I didn't know all that about Linda. I didn't know all the hardships she had been through, and it just broke my heart. The good news is this, Linda, Linda's in the right place today. She's with Jesus, her Lord and Savior. That's the good news. But I have this feeling, and it, it made me realize something, that if I didn't know Linda and all of her struggles and all of her life situations, do I really know the people around me that I want to witness to? Do I really take the time to get to know them? Can I be honest with you? I do have a passion to see lost people come to know Jesus But sometimes my passion goes like this. And one day I'm really hyped up and I'm like, yeah, I really need so-and-so. I really need to minister. I really need to witness. And then a week later, I'm too busy with my own stuff. I'm not even thinking about it. How many of you can relate with that? You don't have to raise your hand. How many can you re can relate to that? Maybe you have that passion, but it comes and goes. You know why we're so busy and we're so caught up in ourselves and we don't take the time to really know and love each other. There are people all around us that are God's chosen people, created by God. He loves them. We've got to take the time to know each other. On my Wednesday night um, discipleship group, we've, we've been talking about the, our, our passion for people to get to know Jesus, and we've been talking about how we don't just want to learn the Bible more, but we want to go out and we want to live it out and we want to share it with others. And as I was writing Linda's eulogy, I thought, you know, I've got two or three people that I've been praying for. Do I really know them? Have I been in their, in their house? Have I heard their story? Do I have that, that anguish and that sorrow? Listen, we've got to have that. If we don't have it, it's because we don't know people and love people enough. We've got to get to know others. Our, our values here at the church, this is, kind of sets us apart from some places. One of our values is that people are important. People matter that God loves each and every one of his created people, that he loves them and created them uniquely and that they matter in it. This isn't just about getting numbers to show up in a church. We care about you. That's why we want your email. That's why we want to partner with you. That's why we want to walk with you because we care whether you know Jesus or not. People matter. But do I live that way every day of my life? with my barber, with the people I see at the store, with my friends. We know that we're called. We know we're called to go preach to others. The disconnect is because we're too busy with ourselves to go preach. We're too busy fighting over silly things. We're too busy talking about things that just don't matter. Instead of going, what's the word? Go instead of going and getting to know others and love others and bringing others to Christ. That's our job. The key to evangelism is knowing people. Remember last week, uh, Larry's story, when he, when he was in the clinic and, and the people came and he treated them and then they left and they went the wrong way on the river and, and he asked, where are they going? And they said, they're going to the witch doctor. And, and Larry was like, wait a minute, why would they go to the witch doctor? And so what did Larry do? If you were here last week, 
He went to the witch doctor. Why did he go to the witch doctor? Because he wanted to know people. He wanted to know why they thought the way they did, what they were experiencing and feeling. You have to know people in order to preach God's word to people. We need to know the people around us. You are called. You are called to preach the gospel to others. I say this all the time. I'll say it again. God's plan to reach your family the people at your work, the people at your school, and people around the world is for you to preach the gospel. The church wasn't an accident. This wasn't all, this didn't just happen. God's plan to reach the world for people to come to salvation and eternal life was his church going and preaching. You are called to go to others and preach the gospel. So I want to read this passage to you again, and I want you to think about this, and then I want you to pray really hard. Lord, where would you have me go? Here's the passage. How can they call on a God that they do not know? How can they know a God that they haven't heard about? How can they hear if nobody's preaching to them? And how can we preach unless we go. Listen, today, worship team, come on up. Today, God is calling us to go. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to um, spend some time in prayer during this last song, and I want you to ask God, hey, where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to go to? How can I be a missionary for you this week? And I want you to, I want you to commit to doing something today. If God gives you something, I want you to commit to be obedient and to do something. So the series is mission trip. We're not going to physically go on a mission trip to another country this week. But you have the opportunity to live on mission today, tomorrow, the next day. I want you to do something this week. I want you to remember that you are called to go this week. And I want you to intentionally go to know someone better, to love someone better, and to preach the gospel. That doesn't mean you give a sermon. It means you tell them the truth, that Jesus is the only way and that eternal life and salvation come through Jesus. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Will you pray with me? God, make it really clear what you want your people to do this week. This isn't just like the whole church thing, Lord. This is each and every one of us, every follower, every follower of Christ, Lord. You want us to walk with you, but you want us to go. And so, Lord, I pray as we sing this song and as we worship you and as we pray together, Lord, I pray that you would make it crystal clear. And if we don't hear it now, I pray that as we go, maybe there will be a time that you'll just show us this week something you want us to do to preach your word and your gospel, Lord. Help us, your chosen people, to go and share the hope that we have in you with others because it's not meant to be kept with us. Give each of us a passion for those that don't know you and help us to go this week and preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen.